1017, Michael and Maddie. It is finally Friday morning, February 9th, 2024. Michael B. Jordan. You know him from the Black Panther movie. You ain't the son of a king. You a son of a murderer. He is 37 years old today. Tom Hiddleston has a birthday. Surprise. Loki turning 43. One of the best actors of all time, Joe Pesci, turning 81. What are you going to do for your birthday today, Joe? I'll get up nice and early. Yep. Take a walk down over to the bank. Nice. That's a nice thing to do on your birthday. The South Coast was dealing with a huge blizzard on this date in 2015. Queen Elizabeth's sister, Princess Margaret, she's the sassy one on the crown. She passed away in London on this date 22 years ago. Monumental day in television and in music on this date 60 years ago tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. made their first TV appearance here in America on the Ed Sullivan Show. Fun 107. 107, Michael and Maddie. And we're looking at uh, some clouds out there this morning. We could see some rain and some snow tapering off this morning and then some clouds in the afternoon. The weekend looks good, though. More clouds than sun tomorrow, but then Sunday, we'll see a little bit more of a sunshiny day and highs up in the 50s. Bring in your taste of Hollywood. Right here to the South Coast. And we are here for it. We're spilling the tea with Maddie's Entertainment Update on Fun 107. Actor Woody Harrelson seems to be having an absolute blast while he spends his time in Rhode Island. He recently stopped at a cannabis shop in Pawtucket, Rhode Island and was posing for pictures. He popped into Mother Earth Wellness RI in Pawtucket. And obviously, people got pretty excited about that. I just love when actors are residing in a certain place for a little while. And they're like, you know what? Let me check out this place. You know? Like, they're just making the rounds. They embed themselves into the community. It's really cool. He was recently enjoying himself at Lang's Bolarama in Cranston. So he was, uh, you know, having a little bowling game and... Drinking some beers, hanging out, like just being a guy's guy. Reminiscing about Kingpin. <laughs> yeah. But it's so funny because I'm sure, you know, he posed for a lot of pictures at Mother uh, Mother Earth Wellness. And I believe the owners were there. They, you know, they took pictures with everybody. How do you not ask I Woody, would've... like, hey. You want to go out back? You want to like <laughs> hang out and like, you know, and vibe together? You know? <laughs> I was thinking that exact same thing. I, I swear to I'm God. I'm sure so many people asked him. Because you can't even be like, it's on me. Like, uh, you know, it's not that he cares about that. No. You know what I mean? No, but like to say like, that you, you indulged with Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is so great. Uh, but he seems to be really enjoying himself. He's in Rhode Island for a while as he films a new movie alongside Jamie Lee Curtis called Ella McKay. So there's going to be a lot of A-listers kind of just roaming around Providence for the next couple months, which is great. No sight of Jamie Lee at Mother Earth Wellness, though. So I'd have a cocktail with her. I would certainly have a couple cocktails with her. I think she'd be a really good time. Um, but it sounds like Woody is the is the fun time. I, I, ho- I hope I could run into him at least once. That'd be super cool. Usher is opening up about his upcoming Super Bowl halftime show in a new interview. And there's one part of Usher's 2011 Super Bowl halftime show cameo that has really stuck with him. And I think it's getting him just a little nervous about his upcoming show. 
He recalled what he remembers most about the performance with the Black Eyed Peas where he made his special appearance. Oddly enough, there was a moment that only I think I remember. My um, hand got caught in the, the wire that was holding me like 30 feet in the air. And I almost missed my first mark. I was like, oh my God, don't let this malfunction cause me to miss something. So I guess it wasn't the only memory he left with, but obviously when you almost blow it on a very big stage, you're going to remember that. But he does recall how amazing it felt to be in, su- in front of, of such a massive crowd. And during that set, I guess there were a lot of technical difficulties. Fergie's mic cut off at one point. Lights weren't working. Uh, but the mood did shift when Slash and Usher came out and revived the crowd. I don't really remember this halftime show. I want to say it was uh, one of the, the Broncos games. Tw- whoever with it was 2011. Manning. So I, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember. But um, he opened up about his forthcoming halftime show performance. And, you know, now's the time where everybody starts speculating. What is he going to do? What is he going to do? There's been these fantasy lists that have been going out and people trying to figure out what song I'm going to perform first, middle, last, who's going to come on the stage with me. What I did is I, I was very mindful of my past, celebrating my present, which is here in Las Vegas, and thinking about where we're headed in the future. I thought about some things that I had created here in Las Vegas, i.e. skating and doing things that I had not you know, done on stage up until this point to be able to share that with the world. So we're going to get some past, present, and future in this show. He does have his Vegas residency right now. He actually learned how to skate for that residency. Mm. So he's going to bring that skating to the halftime show. That has a recipe for disaster written all over it. Are we talking about ice skating? Roller skating. Rolling, roller skating, all right. Roller skating. Yeah. So that's scary. I don't know if I would trust myself to do that. Like, I get it, man. You've been doing it at Vegas and stuff, but... God, take the safe route. Keep the feet on the ground. That's what I would do. And then, like, once you get those skates on, you could do wear them the rest of the time. Right. You have to sit down and take. I mean, how do you deal with that? How do you move on from that? Yeah, you can't, I guess. Maybe you they you're wearing off. those for the rest of the time. Weird. The Usher concert, aka the Super Bowl, is kicking off at six thirty on Sunday. So that'll be fun. Snoop Dogg and Master P have filed a lawsuit against Walmart and Post Foods, alleging that they prevented their Snoop cereal from reaching consumers. A while back, we talked about Snoop Dogg releasing a cereal, Snoop cereal. And in a complaint, the rappers who started Broadest Foods in 2022 uh, to create opportunities for minority-owned food products claim Post Foods, which is home to several cereal brands like Pebbles, Raisin Bran, and Honeycomb, agreed to help them get the cereal on retail floors after initially offering to outright buy the brand. Snoop and Master P claim in the suit that when their cereal was launched in Walmart in July of last year, it became an immediate success. However, soon after, customers complained that they were unable to locate their brand in stores. Saying many Walmart stores showed online and in the Walmart employees in-store application, that Snoop cereal was sold out or out of stock. However, upon further investigation by store employees, each of these stores had several boxes of Snoop cereal in their stock rooms that were coded to not be put out on the store shelves. Unlike the other post-branded boxes of cereal around them, these Snoop cereal boxes had been in the stock room for months without ever being made available to customers. 
The rappers claim in their lawsuit that Post Foods worked with Walmart to ensure that none of the boxes of Snoop cereal would ever appear on the store shelf. Wow. That is a dirty business, you know, like groceries. Cereal? Groceries. Gr- really? In general, like that is one of the biggest pay-to-play industries you can possibly imagine where. So, if, for example, if you come out with a cereal like this, if the first thing they did was was partner up with Post because if they didn't partner with Post, they wouldn't have even been able to sniff Walmart because they're going to be like, you want to get get space in our shelves? Cough up the cash. Wow. Like that, that is like standard practice. I mean, it's backed practice. by Snoop Dogg. Of course you're going to get sales with this cereal. So what's they, the they, reasoning behind this? Well, not enough money. Well, it's they wanted well, they wanted the money. I'm sure they're getting it though. That's my point. It's Snoop Dogg. Maybe. Well, I don't know. If they were, they wouldn't have been tucked in the back. I don't. It's just odd. Brought it and like the weird part is they're seeking damages of over fifty thousand dollars. That's 50, it. Fifty thousand dollars sounds like chump change to yeah. me. So it's like, but I think it's the principle, the principle of it. I think it's the fact that they weren't being put on the shelves. Yeah. It's probably feeling like discrimination or something it's along those lines. It's the same thing with books and bookstores and stuff like that. Like, I'm telling you, it's a dirty game. Weird. More <laughs> Bookstores being dirty. It's a dirty, <laughs> dirty game. More entertainment news on the Fun 107 to Dallas to see Tate McRae. You go backstage and meet her. Details on how to make that happen coming up. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Carr. Which movie should the South Coast see? And what should we skip this weekend? Here's Kevin Carr's movie review on The Michael and Maddie Show. Good morning. The big movie for the weekend is Lisa Frankenstein. Are you hot burning me? Lisa! Does he have more of a basketball bod or a football bod? He doesn't play sports. I tend to his grave. I talk to him. I wish I was with you. That's really weird, Lisa. This is one of those counter-programming things that they're trying to get the people who aren't interested in the Super Bowl, which is a pretty narrow audience to begin with. But it's kind of like goth girls and 80s misfits and, uh, you know, anyone who doesn't have an opinion on Taylor Swift or Travis Kelsey. So the movie is known for being written by Diablo Cody. Now, of course, she won an Oscar for Juno, gosh, you know, almost 20 years ago. Uh, And this one is a little more in line with something like Jennifer's Body. Uh, If you remember that movie with Megan Fox from, I think, 2009. This story follows a high school girl who's troubled, whose mother was killed by a mass killer, like in another horror movie. And she is struggling with that trauma. And she tends the grave of a a man who had died years ago in in an abandoned cemetery. And she kind of has fallen in love with what she thinks he would be. Uh, But then she's trying to make her way through high school. And in the process, there's this freak lightning accident that brings that dead body back to life. And she starts a relationship with him. At at first, he's just a friend. He's totally friend zoned as a reanimated corpse because there's another guy at school she likes. But she starts to gain a little bit of traction and popularity and confidence and literally start putting him back together in some ways. Uh, Look, the idea is... Cool. And and look, it's also been done multiple times before. There have been other movies that have very similar content. 
but the problem is it, it, it there's there's no energy there there's no spark for as much electricity as there is in this movie there's no real spark to it and it, it's it's sort of like it feels like it's relying on that punchy honest the blog dialogue that Diablo Cody used in Juno and it just doesn't click I, I mean I, I it makes a great trailer honestly the trailer's fantastic and Catherine Newton who plays Lisa Frankenstein she's very good in the uh, in the role she has a lot on her shoulders it's just the script is a mess it doesn't have any focus it's weird because i mean you can have these things that deal with death and drama and and, and do them in a whimsical nature you know heathers is a great example for that uh, but this just doesn't do it and it makes you question even what the moral compass is of this movie <laughs> I, I think it's just it just doesn't have one at all. It's just a sort of haphazard throwing things against the wall and whatever sticks uh, that they, they went with. And and that's very disappointing because I thought the idea and the trailers were really nice. All right. Lisa Frankenstein, does it rock or not? Unfortunately, I'm going to have to say that Lisa Frankenstein kind of sucks. Oh, well, that's too bad. Kevin, have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. All right. You have a great weekend. Well, Maddie, Super Bowl weekend is here. Looking forward to the game, hoping the Niners win. We get the over-under on the Taylor Swift appearances at 4.5. And now we're trying to figure out what song do you think Usher will kick the the halftime show off with? Do you have any ideas? I'm leaning towards OMG. For what reason? Because the way that it starts. So let's, let's listen to how it starts here. Oh my like God. you can picture him like rising from the stage, okay, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The lights, sure. right? And you're waiting for that like beat drop. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my god, getting all excited. <laughs> and then And here he comes, yeah. <laughs> like I see it, I feel it. What do you feel, Michael? I was thinking something similar for the same reasons as Maddie just outlined, but play this one right here and tell me that this can you see, like, all oh, the lights I'm are down? It. The heartbeat. The lights are down. Ooh, and this could set up a really good, like, theatrical moment, like a movie first, and then he comes out. This is good. And then in a second here, the lights are going to blink. And kind of strobe back yeah, and this forth. Yeah, this is like grabbing people. This is like getting their attention. Hello? Hi, Usher. Hello? Hey, hi. We're right here. Oh, this is good. Anybody else know what song this is? Your Every Desire. I do not. It's coming up in a second here. Should. Come on, Usher! Everybody's These waiting. Darn theatrical music videos. Oh, and the light. Hold on. What we got, Polo? And lights come up. Boom. Okay, that's a solid choice. So I mean, obviously, cut down on the you know the the waiting. Right. That's but, a good uh, one. I think "Love in This Club." That's my vote for first song. Okay. It's not going to be yeah. He's not coming no, out. No, you can't. You strong. can't come out with yeah. You know. Oh my goodness, no. He's, and he's not coming out with that's my like, boo. That's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I thought it would be caught up, but that's just a little too kind of like downplay, even though that's kind of what you want to. I think you start mid-tempo. Mid-tempo? Yeah. No, you do not start mid-tempo. 
What if there was like a little theatrical kind of version of like uh, DJ got us falling in love kind of thing, you know? Too much, I think, right? You come out swinging too much? No, I think you, you come out strong. They always come out strong. Now, Michael, you put money on it. Actually, I'll give you 50 bucks right now. Loving this club. You, you're All on board? That's, that's the one. That's the one. Because it comes out like, gets your attention, gets your attention, then bang! Yeah. Yeah. I'm Oops. still going with OMG, but... Those we'll would see. be the two. Those two right there. Now, what? do we we kind of confirm that Ludo will be there, too? I mean, nothing's confirmed, but I would I could almost put money on the fact that Ludacris will be there. A couple others are probably going to be there. Well, John? I hope yeah. so. I hope so. Maybe give a taste of his new uh, meditation album. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. But didn't Apple drop last night? Ludacris, like, looking for Usher? Like, where No, Usher? it was just a silly promo. I don't know mm. what it was really about, but... Because the last time they did that was with Eminem and all his crew, and that's what they ended up doing, all those people in that, that video. I mean, the, the video was with Taraji P. Henson, and she's an actress, so... You never know. And then, but yeah, won't be the last song, right? Because that's no. too cliche. Uh, I don't see that being the last I one. Okay, oh, I mean, okay, what's the last one? That's a tough one. I bet it's a newer song. One uh. more. What if it? We start with confessions because nah. it's that slow build. I don't think he does confessions. You don't think so? It's way too slow. Yeah, way too slow. Hmm. Well, we'll have to see. Well, yeah, that's right. So. We gonna put any money on this or what? <laughs> Get out of here! I ain't putting anything on anything. The only money I'm putting down is is Taylor Swift gonna be shown on the? T- yes, she's gonna be shown. But what if she doesn't show up? She's and gonna the show who put up. Money in the, for that over under. That's disqualified. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you all get right. your money back. All right, thank God. That's all I gotta say. It is six fifty four. Phil Devitt has a ninety second news update in the Chart Oak Tavern newsroom. That fire a lot of folks saw during the Thursday morning commute off the water in Fairhaven destroyed a former fishing boat. The Carabasset was being decommissioned at the time. The blaze broke out on the boat while docked off Water Street in Fairhaven just before 7 a.m. with flames bursting up through the vessel. Crews were able to extinguish the blaze after about an hour. The fire was caused due to sparks from a metal saw as the boat was being stripped before conversion to an underwater artificial reef. No injuries were reported. The case of a Middleborough eighth grader banned from school last year for wearing a particular shirt was heard by the Federal Court of Appeals in Boston Thursday. The boy wore a shirt to school that read, quote, there are only two genders. The school superintendent has said the shirt violated the dress code because it attacked students' gender identity. The boy's lawyer argues school staff violated his free speech by telling him to remove the shirt or go home. Jurors began deliberations in the second trial of a man accused of a double murder on Thursday. Emmanuel Lopes is charged in the July 2018 shootings of Weymouth Police Sergeant Michael Chesna and a resident, Vera Adams. A mistrial was declared in the first trial last year when a jury could not reach a verdict. Former President Trump has won the Republican caucuses in Nevada. On Thursday night, Trump won in a landslide just hours after he also secured a victory in the U.S. Virgin Islands caucuses. Trump claimed all 26 of Nevada's GOP delegates, moving him one step closer to snagging the Republican president. 
presidential nomination. And thinking of a very last-minute trip to Vegas for the Super Bowl? Prepare to make a sacrifice if you want to see it in person. While it may feel weird sitting alone during the big game, StubHub's Adam Bedelli says single tickets could be the best possible deal out there. Sometimes going by yourself may, may sound strange going to a sporting event, but I, I can assure you there's probably you know 70,000-plus other sports fans that you could uh, high-five during the game. Prices usually drop a week before, so it's better to wait. And lastly, watch out for those hidden fees. Make sure you toggle on the all-inclusive pricing in your ticket search. That way it'll show you the ticket price after those fees get tacked on and you don't get tricked into thinking you found a bargain within your budget. In sports, the Bruins beat the Vancouver Canucks last night 4-0. to They welcome the Washington Capitals for a game Saturday afternoon. The Boston Celtics host the Washington Wizards at TD Garden tonight at 7.30. And for those of you not heading to Vegas, you can watch the Super Bowl at home. It's the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs Sunday night. You want to be in front of the TV by 6.30. Traffic and weather next. From the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun. Fun 107, Michael and Maddie. So at the end of every day here at Fun 107, I get a, a report that outlines the biggest stories that we had on fun107.com for that day. I usually read through it the morning, you know, the next morning when I come into work. So I, I come in this morning and I'm reading through the report. And Gazelle has the number one story on fun107.com this morning. <laughs> and it is about a pair of pants. Tonight on Where Are My Pants. Honey, where are my pants? <laughs> <laughs> one of the silliest stories I think I've ever written. It is blowing up on fun107.com right Ridiculous. now. <laughs> and I don't get it. But the only reason I put it out there is because I just, you know, when you, you think it's about It's just an some, odd site. Very odd sight, but you start stewing in your own brain. Questions start arising. Why? Who? What? Where? When? That's what happened. I was at the uh, the Octopus downtown New Bedford. That's what they call it, right? Yeah. That so intersection. So over the bridge yeah. when you're heading into New Bedford. Yeah. Right there, the Octopus. Like where Walgreens is. Exactly. Bingo. So right in front of Walgreens, if you're at the light, you got over the bridge from Fairhaven. You're in New Bedford now. You're at the light turning right. So you look right, and there's the building of Walgreens. Bingo. Yeah. There's a tree there, and I see something hanging from the tree, and it's a pair of trousers, a pair of pants that actually look fairly decent. Like, they look like it has no business just being thrown up on a tree. They're jeans, right? A pair of jeans. Some, like, light-washed blue jeans, and it looks like a hat on the ground, right? It looks like a... Scully cap. Scully cap. <laughs> I wonder if somebody got into a scuffle and lost their pants or something like that. If you lost your pants in a fight, then you're really... I, just the placement of the pants is what's getting me. Yeah. If I had a guess, it looks like somebody tossed it out the window. That's what I'm getting. Would it they just, go that far, though? Right. That's only about four feet. That's it. That's, that's not far from... If you're in that lane, of course. Okay. But why are you throwing pants out the window in the first place? Do I, I just wish... I could be there like an ant on the wall to see who was putting these pants there. I don't know about you guys, but for me, jeans are expensive. Yeah. I have to pay for extra fabric. Well, it may, I'm, I mean, it kind of makes me wonder, are they soiled pants? <laughs> are they nasty pants question. that you don't want anymore? Very good question, Maddie. Are they soiled? Are they ripped? Did they, you know, blow out the backside? I've been there. Well, all right. Let's play that, that out, though. Soiled. Okay. <laughs> 
What are you going to do? You take your pants off in the car and throw them out the window? What do you do when you get to where you're going? I don't know. I wasn't going to stop and get out of the car and go investigate the pants even so it further. So can't be that. It can't be, it can't be the pants someone was actually wearing in the car and that they threw out. Because okay. then when you get to where you're going, well, you're walking in there with underwear on. What if they were the soiled pants? They took them off. They put on new ones. They're sitting in the back seat. They're you're driving. They're going, these smell awful. So they throw them out because they can't stand the smell anymore. Where are you going that you're bringing an extra pair of pants? Hey, who knows? Just just in case? You always got to be prepared. Not to be TMI, but I bring extra quackish everywhere I go with me. Everywhere you everywhere go. Everywhere I go. It's my backpack. Okay, that's TMI. <laughs> anyway, so there's that. That's a great question, Maddie. Then I'm starting to think, hey, what if there was some kind of hmm, scandal, scandalous? Somebody found pants in the car. You know what I'm saying? And they had to get rid of them fast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before the other person saw. Yeah. Johnny can't see these pants. I got to get rid of them. Just throw them out the window. What a weird sight. Like who? I don't know. It, it, I think it's the placement. Maddie had it right. It's the placement of how it's in, in the trees. I couldn't tell if they were men's or women's pants. They look pretty they look neutral like to me. Men's you pants. Think men's to me. They're pants? pretty big. Yeah. The big question. I want to know: Are they still there? If if you're driving on the octopus right now, around the octopus, can you look and please let us know if those <laughs> pants are still hanging? Can you there? just like you know give us a little heads up? Yeah, call us, hit us up on the app. And I even mean, better, like if I mean for the love of God, if these are your pants. <laughs> We, we need to know what happened. Know. They're Please. famous. Your pants are now famous. I promise we will not make fun of you. I mean, I sincerely uh, promise. Eh. <laughs> we'll change gonna, your I'm voice. I'm going to make fun of you. We will even change your voice. There we go. I just got to know what is going I on. I just want to know. <laughs> 751. Phil Devin, he's wearing a pair of pants this morning. He's in the Chard Oak Tavern newsroom with a look at this morning's headlines. A welding accident is to blame for a fire Thursday that wrecked a former fishing boat in Fairhaven. The 78-foot groundfish trawler known as the Carabasset went up in flames due to a cutting torch. The boat was being decommissioned at the time. Crews got the blaze under control in about an hour. No injuries were reported. A repeat offender has been arrested in a car break and shoplifting investigation. 45-year-old Javier Montalvo of New Bedford faces charges that he shoplifted from the Cumberland Farms on Rockdale Avenue. He was also charged with breaking into a vehicle near Domino's Pizza and taking items from it. Montalvo already had four open cases out of New Bedford District Court for which he was out on bail. Police say he also has a lengthy criminal history with 15 convictions for various offenses. A Middleborough eighth grader is appealing a court ruling over a shirt that got him in trouble at school. Liam Morrison appeared at the U.S. Court of Appeals in Boston Thursday. A lower court ruling says he doesn't have a First Amendment right to wear a shirt that displays the words, there are only two genders. The school said the shirt violated dress code. Morrison is pushing back, saying his free speech is being violated. An investigation into Harvard University has been initiated by the U.S. Department of Education following allegations of discrimination against Arab, Muslim, and pro-Palestinian students. The Muslim Legal Fund of America filed the complaint on behalf of the students who charge Harvard has not done enough to protect students from harassment and intimidation. The Education Department has opened a second investigation into claims of anti-Semitism at Harvard, as well as other schools, including Wellesley, College. Former President Trump can celebrate another Republican caucus win. Trump claimed all 26 of Nevada's GOP delegates Thursday, moving him one step.
step closer to snagging the Republican presidential nomination. He also secured a victory in the U.S. Virgin Island caucuses. And there's a day for everything, but this one seems especially worth the attention. One of America's favorite foods is being highlighted with its very own holiday today. Shops and restaurants across the country offering deals in celebration of National Pizza Day. And if you sign up for the free Fun 107 newsletter, you'll get a special delivery of pizza content in your inbox later today just to whet your appetite. In sports, the Bruins shut out Vancouver last night 4-0. They play the Washington Capitals Saturday afternoon at home. First up, the Boston Celtics host the Washington Wizards at TD Garden tonight at 7.30. And don't forget, Super Bowl Sunday, it's the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Traffic and weather next. From the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. Somebody threw a pair of pants... Uh, by the Octopus New Bedford. We want to know if they're still there. Call us at 508-994-1071. Good morning. Just wanted to let you guys know the pants are still there. Oh, Yay! my God. <laughs> you know, do us a favor. Can you give them a sniff? No, no <laughs> sniff it. Don't even touch them. <laughs> All right. Fun 107, Michael and Maddie. And welcome in to National Pizza Day, everybody. Welcome in. It's the arguably the best day of the year. Because it's guilt-free pizza eating. Yeah. You have to celebrate. It's like a required eating. It's a requirement. Yeah. I just feel bad that my husband is out of town. He's he's in arguably the worst state to have pizza. Where? He's in Florida. Oh, gross. They have terrible <laughs> Florida. Get it together. They have terrible pizza. And he's from like, Brooklyn. So yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a real downgrade. I guess downgrade. it has something to do with the water there. I, I, I asked the last time I went to Florida. It the, has something to do with the water Florida there. water smells like chlorine. And it mm. does. And that's why in like New England, it's better because our water interacts with the yeast better or something like that. That makes sense, actually. So, New yeah. England. Yeah. We know our pizza. <laughs> we got good water. <laughs> we asked the South Coast where to get the best pizza. And All right, let me guess. Let me guess. I would say now by by crowdsourcing, this is by like polling, right? And we picked twenty five. Okay, I'm gonna say that the crowd probably picked Ricardi's. Let's see if it's on the list. Let me scroll. This is in alphabetical order here. Yes, that is on the list. Oh, so it's just in the top twenty. Didn't they didn't rank it like number one? I did not take the time to rank them. It made the top twenty (laughs) five. Correct. Well, yeah, these were the twenty five. Spots that were nominated. I got you. For sure. I got you. So there's that. Um, Carmine's is on there. I'm going there for, uh, for Valentine's Honestly, Day. For the you pizza. Got Carmine's oh. for Valentine's oh. Day reservations? Sorry, everybody. Excuse me. I put Carmine's on this list personally. Okay. Because every time we go to Carmine's and they give us pizza, <laughs> stop it. It is so good. Uh, Blue Point Restaurant is on there, specifically their Portuguese pizza. Ooh, that looks really good. That one's yummy. Baldi's in Lakeville is Under on there. Dog of them all, Baldi's. Okay, let's see. Friendly's pizza or Friendly Pizza in Dartmouth. Never been. Ella's Wood Burning Oven Restaurant in Wareham. They're good. They're We've good. Gone there. Yep. We've gone there. Pa Rafa's, New Bedford. Yeah, I'm torn between Pa and Ma, and yeah, I don't want to get very, into that. Ma did not make the list. Wow, those are very New Bedford pizzas. It's kind of like on the on the level of Riccardi's, like very thin crust, like yes. Cardboardy crust. How about Nick's Pizza in Westport? Oh, that's it's just a staple in the area. Mm. It really is, and it's different from Nick's Pizza Man of Poison. It is totally different. Now, sandwich—that's Cape Cod, right? Yeah, 
Cape Cod made the list with Sweet Tomatoes Pizza. Oh, wait. They've got a Sweet Tomatoes Pizza in Cape Cod? I guess so. Uh-oh. Stop it. What do you mean? Because I just discovered that place recently when I dropped my daughter off at school. Oh. And so every time I go up to drop her off, I always stop and get Sweet Tomatoes Pizza. I can't believe that there's one wearing sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Game changer. Wow. Yeah. Just don't go with a summer time because you're going to get That's stuck in fine. traffic. I did not know that. There's I thought a- I had to drive all the way up there to get that pizza. Well, there you go. Now you can just go to the Cape. Wow, this is good. Exciting. Did Roostico make the list? Roostico. I don't recall seeing Roostico. Let me see. I'm a fan of Roostico. I don't see it's Roostico. A similar, it's a similar pizza to Sweet Tomatoes, actually. I am not seeing Roostico on here. What's your go-to, though, Michael? Four. It's Friday night. You want to order out? Like, what are you gonna? How are you gonna celebrate today? Like, um, with what kind of pizza? I like Rustico. Rustico. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Nick's. They're great people over there. I just, it's a little more. You know what it is? It's not even my fault. It's just what I grew up on. Yeah. You yeah, know what that's I mean? It's fair. closer to Rustico. There's really nothing around here that's what I grew up on. Yeah. But the closest thing would be Rustico. Hot take. Hot take. Rhode Island has better pizza than Massachusetts. You know what? I, just well, saying. just saying. This part of Massachusetts, maybe the South Coast. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm putting it out Boston, there. Boston. Yeah. I don't know, you man. I'm telling you, to I'm, I'm sorry. Tell, I can, and I'm gonna. Well, happy National Pizza Day. I stand on that. I stand on that claim. <laughs> Eat all the pizza today. Eight thirty. 90-second news update. Here comes Phil. Vessel called the Carabasset is a total loss after catching fire in the water off Fairhaven. Firefighters received reports of a boat fire on Washington Street Thursday morning. The fire department believes a cutting torch used by welders is what caused the flames. The ship was being decommissioned. No injuries were reported. A wanted fugitive with a violent criminal history was arrested in Dartmouth this week. Police say 22-year-old Royalton Haston Jr. of Plymouth was taken into custody at the Best Western Hotel on State Road. He was wanted on seven warrants, including assault and battery on a correctional facility employee. A New Bedford man with a long criminal history was arrested this week in a car break and shoplifting investigation. 45-year-old Javier Montalvo faces charges that he shoplifted from Cumberland Farms on Rockdale Avenue and broke into a vehicle near Domino's Pizza. A Middleborough teen who's suing the public schools in that town for banning him from wearing a T-shirt appeared in a Boston courtroom Thursday. He's trying to overturn a lower court's ruling in favor of the school's decision. The shirt Liam Morrison was asked not to wear reads, there are only two genders. Morrison says this is a free speech issue. The schools have argued the shirt goes against their code of conduct. President Biden is defending his mental fitness after a report by the Justice Department claimed he's a senior citizen with, quote, not a great memory. Biden addressed the nation Thursday night after a DOJ report cleared him of any criminal charges related to his storing of classified documents at his personal residence. The DOJ added it would not pursue charges because, in part, any jury would look at him as a sympathetic figure with a, quote, poor memory. Last night, Biden disputed that accusation, adding, quote, I know what the hell I am doing. A record 68 million Americans are expected to bet on the Super Bowl this Sunday. David Schwartz, a professor and gambling historian, says it's likely because legal sports betting has exploded in popularity. 
it's beyond just something people do. It's beyond an activity. It's also a cultural pastime in a lot of ways. It's a social thing that people do together. These historic projections come from the American Gaming Association. The number of Americans placing bets on the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers game is up 35% from last year. Schwartz says there will probably be more legal bets than at any other time in history up until a champion is crowned. In sports, the Bruins beat the Vancouver Canucks last night 4-0. They welcome the Washington Capitals for a game Saturday afternoon. First up, the Boston Celtics host the Washington Wizards at TD Garden tonight at 7.30. And don't forget Super Bowl Sunday featuring the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers. Traffic and weather next. From the Chart Oaks Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. Fun 107, Michael and Natty, there is a new scam. Another one. And we're going to get to that coming up in a couple of minutes after Kevin Carr. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Carr. Which movie should the South Coast see? And what should we skip this weekend? Here's Kevin Carr's movie review on the Michael and Maddie Show. Good morning. The big movie for the weekend is Lisa Frankenstein. Are you hot burning me? Lisa! Does he have more of a basketball bod or a football bod? He doesn't play sports. I tend to his grave. I talk to him. I wish I was with you. That's really weird, Lisa. This is one of those counter-programming things that they're trying to get the people who aren't interested in the Super Bowl, which is a pretty narrow audience to begin with. But it's kind of like goth girls and 80s misfits and, uh, you know, anyone who doesn't have an opinion on Taylor Swift or Travis Kelsey. So the movie is known for being written by Diablo Cody. Now, of course, she won an Oscar for Juno, gosh, you know, almost 20 years ago. Uh, And this one is a little more in line with something like Jennifer's Body. Uh, If you remember that movie with Megan Fox from, I think, 2009. This story follows a high school girl who's troubled, whose mother was killed by a mass killer, like in another horror movie. And she is struggling with that trauma. And she tends the grave of a a man who had died years ago in in an abandoned cemetery. And she kind of has fallen in love with what she thinks he would be. Uh, But then she's trying to make her way through high school. And in the process, there's this freak lightning accident that brings that dead body back to life. And she starts a relationship with him. At at first, he's just a friend. He's totally friend zoned as a reanimated corpse because there's another guy at school she likes. But she starts to gain a little bit of traction and popularity and confidence and literally start putting him back together in some ways. Uh, Look, the idea is... Cool. And and look, it's also been done multiple times before. There have been other movies that have very similar content. But the problem is it, it, it there's there's no energy there. There's no spark for as much electricity as there is in this movie. There's no real spark to it. And it, it's it's sort of like it feels like it's relying on that punchy, honest to blog dialogue that Diablo Cody used in Juno. And it just doesn't click. I, I mean, I, I, it makes a great trailer. Honestly, the trailer's fantastic. And Catherine Newton, who plays Lisa Frankenstein, she's very good in the uh, in the role she has a lot on her shoulders it's just the script is a mess it doesn't have any focus it's weird because i mean you can have these things that deal with death and drama and and, and do them in a whimsical nature you know heathers is a great example for that uh, but this just doesn't do it and it makes you question even what the moral compass is of this movie <laughs> I, I think it's just it just doesn't have one at all. It's just a sort of haphazard throwing things against the wall and whatever sticks uh, they, they went with. 
and and that's very disappointing because I thought the idea and the trailers were really nice. All right, Lisa Frankenstein, does it rock or not? Unfortunately, I'm going to have to say that Lisa Frankenstein kind of sucks. Oh, well, that's too bad, Kevin. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. All right, you have a great weekend. Yeah. What is... Hey, 